Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your How are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh I'm doing good. How are you I'm, doing? I'm fantastic. I'm good. I'm, I'm you know, stumbling to the finish line on a weekend, you know. Slightly worse for the wear. Grind r- did a little writing which I don't do much of anymore. Did a little writing this weekend, so uh, I'm I'm here. I, I watched a lot of golf. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I'm I'm tired. I'm uh I'm a little it's a bittersweet. Night, I'm I'm leaving Florida tomorrow. Oh, getting out of the swamp, running back for real spring. Fake you know, spring. It's time fake. for. It's not even catch, real spring yet. Catch April. Catch the end of the uh, real spring in Chicago, or fake spring in Chicago. We don't have we don't have real spring. This is there, the whole point. You no don't spring. have winter in D.C., but you have real spring. You have fake winter. We have real winter and fake spring. I will maintain, you know, and I love DC. I love the people here, but I think it's the worst combination of like climate because, like, whatever you want to call it, a real winner or a fake one, whatever. It's like an it's actual winner. No, but, it isn't. But, it's not a. But, you can play golf like in eh, December, no. in January, in no, February. I mean, it's not, no, it's not com- comparable to Chicago or Cleveland or any of those. But like. It's a winter. You're not in Florida. You're not in Arizona. But then you get to the summer, and it's built on a swamp. You turn the AC on like May twentieth, and don't turn it off till so. So you get like the we get an actual winter, and then the summer is like worse than being in you know the the bayou. It's 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 really hard. It's it's it's. A, I think it's you have not a delightful a great spring. You have a delightful spring and fall. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, enough about the seasons talk. We had a full week of golf. We had WGC's opposite field events. We had the Savannah Classic get bumped to streaming so that we could see early Friday morning action of an opposite field event. I guess the Strategic Alliance only covers so many things. Uh, we had the LPGA returning on the West Coast as the uh, appetizer for a major championship. Uh, what else? I think that's it. That's that, that just about covers it. What should we start with? Match play? The Baton Boy. I guess we got to start start with Motormouth. He was on full display. Twirling the town to crier. Twirling his way to a WGC title. No one a FedEx. Chucking, I mean, chucking clubs all weekend long. It's I mean, unbelievable how how he how often he throws his clubs. You know, I I, I was looking for a moratorium to, to like. You know, temper down the Billy talk. I mean, I didn't expect to become like a Billy Horschel exclusive podcast in the last, you know, six weeks or so. And then he goes out and wins it. He becomes the main character again. And when you first, I think it was concession, when you first, I was like, why is he throwing his putter? And, like, and you go, he, I swear he throws his putter every green. I said, you were so full of shit. And like, you were right. The guy launches it. I don't know if it's a tick, like somebody, you know, 
some people curse or do something, but it's happening every time. And there are still images. We posted some of them. Kyle Porter sent a few of him just staring at it. Like it's, it's, it's the, the tension of the baton coming back to the group. I think he catches it just about every time. So there is that. The, the other favorite thing is like after like almost every shot, how he says, Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy, what are you doing? <laughs> Billy, are you kidding me? What was that? Oh, Billy, that was a good one. <laughs> Apparently, he said he called somebody in, in shot his... tasty uh, this morning. I guess. Who did he play in the semis? I can't even remember now at this point. Uh, he was playing uh, Victor a, Perez. Vic this was Perez. a long day. I wouldn't say it was a good day. Um, do you need a good yesterday? Yesterday was phenomenal. Yeah, so match play, I would say you don't need necessarily like a good Sunday finish for the event to necessarily be holistically uh, good or bad. Like you can have, it's one of those things where you can look at, the, you know, well, Friday that's, can that's carry it or a Saturday can carry Wednesday, it. Thursday, Friday, and, and for the most part, this the Wednesday, Thursday is really weird in this tournament because of their format choices. Mm-hmm. But like... Everybody that complains, like, because Sunday's not great at a match play event, it's like, well, you get an awesome yeah. Wednesday. If this was a straight match play event, mm-hmm. not this pool bullshit. Yeah. But you get an awesome Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But but this one seemed exceedingly tedious. I mean, the play was bad. The pace, uh, I don't horrendous. remember either knowing that they're hearing anything about these guys being slow. I thought Scheffler was really, really slow. Billy wasn't quick either. It just dragged on. It was not. A, I mean, this is two Sundays in a row that weren't great. But again, this I thought this this event overall was was pretty good. A, a twosome. They were they. It was four hours on the dot on that, seventeen. Is that what? God, that shouldn't be like even. Our the Illinois State Am the last day is twosomes. 36 holes. And typically the pace in that is like three hours. Mm-hmm. It's like this does not need to be a five hour round or four, was... four, a twosome playing over four hours is disgraceful. Scheffler may be a fast player. He may not, but oh, when he hit in the water on 12, maybe he 13, seemed he was so really... gassed. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't find much he, uh, you know off the tee putting he missed a bunch of opportunities to like cut it from two to one it just it was not it was not a strong entertaining match at all and the last like hour and a half really dragged on hey so this is a big win for horschel i would say right i mean if you are say you're not like a top 10 top 15 extremely hyped prospect. This is not Horschel was hyped. He was like very, he's always been very good, but like you're a middle of the, you know, middle of the road guy for the PGA tour. You always have your card. You win, you know, every whatever, two years or something like that. Like what are the, what, what are like the biggest wins you could bag? This would be one of them. I think this was something when you look back on your career, the FedEx like, really, Cup would be the other one. I mean, yeah. We saw like with Max Homa, like Riviera, that that had like a personal attachment, personal um, meaning because of where he grew up there. But it feels like for someone like Horschel, this is a real sort of hang your hat on win that you look back on as a as a marquee victory. Well, of course, 
he got in the Swedish pancake zone. Oh. Six win. The, the pancake zone. Pancake did not do well down in uh, Punta Cana. But at least he didn't WD I, he tied, like He's got as many tour wins as Ricky. Horschel? Yeah. Sick. Good for him. Good for him. Um, so he's, he's won a FedEx Cup. He's won a couple of playoff events. He's won a Nelson. And now he's got you, a WGC. This is, a, this is, I think, for him, a real career achievement that he'll look back on. Can I talk a little bit about his press conference after? You can absolutely do that. It's your podcast. A, he, he called himself unprovoked a bulldog. Said, I'm Billy, a bulldog. Billy likes him some Billy. That's why he's always available to talk. All right. But then he went on. He went on to talk about his goals that he told uh, Fooch, Justin Rose's old caddy, last year. He was like, "I want to win five more times to get to ten wins," and he he said he wants those wins to be the four four majors and the players would be his five wins. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yes. He wants to be like what the sixth, the fifth, sixth guy he, win the career slam? Yes. Modest <laughs> goals. I'm a humble man with modest He's He's won needs. five times in, I don't know, a decade? Yeah, probably like eight years, nine years, something like that. Yeah. And he Wait. thinks his, his goal was his next five wins to be five major, or four majors and players. And... His best finish, he only has one top five in a major to date. <laughs> Depends on if you count the FedEx Club Championship a major or not. What? So then then he goes on to say he wants to play on a Ryder Cup team and a President's Cup team, and that he wants to be a captain of a Ryder Cup team. This is absurd. I mean, what? I just, I couldn't believe that was as, as real. Like, goals need to be realistic, Billy. Yeah. This is like me saying, like, I got, you know, modest goals. I think I want to, you know, get to be a plus three by the time I'm 40 years old. Like, what? What's he talking about? And, hey, can I, where does Fooch come in? What does that say? What does he have to do with anything? Why did he so say Fooch? Fooch was caddying for him. A little bit last year while he was uh, looking for a new caddy. So this is how the conversation came up. You see Fooch was trying to be the muscle when Casey was getting heckled. Mm-hmm. Fooch said he was going to throw some guy. Who's heckling Paul Casey? No, I know we've, we've, we've maybe taken a run or two at him here. I would never. I don't condone. Heckling is just an idiotic, dumb thing to do. Keep your mouth shut. Don't yell stuff. You know, have your own little giggles and laughs with your friends. But. Who goes to a golf tournament? I'm going to get in Paul Casey's ass today. Why? What? And Fooch is, you know, I mean, I don't think Fooch is real spry, but he's, he's, he said he was going to, you know, <laughs> run this guy out on a rail. But anyways, I, that's, that's amusing. Four, modest goals. Four majors. The players, which may mean more than the four majors. Ryder Cup captaincy. Ryder Cup participation. President's I love the President's Cup. He crowbars. He really is the town crier. He paid off all the uh, brand, all the you know, the uh, hometown stuff with the players and the President's Cup. So that's fantastic. <laughs> he really Fred doesn't have insane. any sense of place. He's so. 
I don't think he knows what's coming out of his mouth half the time. That's I mean, it's just like... <laughs> it'd be like, you know, just being like, yeah, you know, uh, in the next three years, I'm going to be the uh, lead color analyst of the Masters. <laughs> I think it can happen. I'm in media, in golf media. <laughs> I think, you know... Jim Nance signed a new deal, but who knows? Maybe it's only a few years. I think I can do it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Unbelievable. What a a quote. Does he know how many people have done that? I mean, you got Palmer, or I'm sorry, Nicholas Player. It's like Tiger. It's the smallest club ever. What do you think this is? He did say, to be fair, he goes, I've never I I more than anything I think I only have one top five of in a major, so obviously I sound ridiculous saying this, but I okay. think I have that talent. I know I have that talent. I just haven't played well enough and done what I needed to do. This is like boarding into the John Peterson, you know, delusion of being better than Patrick Cantlay now because he beat him once. I don't know. Anyways. That's great. I love that you went digging in the transcripts. Um, yeah. I, I watched him do it. I watched him live. Okay. That's what, how uh, I'm spending my last night in Florida watching Billy Hors- Horschel uh, press conferences. Well, he is the, your kind of representative down there in the swamp. He's, he's well. He's 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 a Jacksonville guy, so yeah. he's up yeah. in Lupland. It's all the same. Um, hey, what'd you make of his concession? Did you see he conceded uh, with Scheffler at 35 feet out? And Scheffler, a three-putt would have halved. And he didn't even make Scheffler hit the first one. And, like, people worked up. I mean, the broadcast, like, I've never seen anything like that. Brandel said it was the most puzzling decision he's ever seen. Was he trying? What was that? Was that gamesmanship of some sort that I don't, I can't decipher? I don't think so. But that was kind of I think he probably didn't know what was going on. I mean, it might be akin to, you know, just getting out over his skis, saying you're going to win four majors and the players. He it, gave it him a 35. Of that buddy, it reminds me of that Buddy Alexander quote. Sometimes his mouth, what is it, gets moving, and he doesn't always think <laughs> so, about what he's saying. I think it's sometimes his mouth gets moving faster than his brain. So, yeah, I mean, at least make him putt the first one. And, it, you know, if it's in two feet, then give it. It wasn't that. like Scheffler was playing well. No. And for all his mouth, as much as his mouth moves, he seems to get real quiet when it's time to yell four. Oh my God! Have he you never noticed? yells four. Have I noticed, noticed that this weekend. I mean, he had Scheffler jumping in a couple times for him, yelling four, four, and he's just staring there with his mouth zipped well, he's shut. Got, he's busy going, "Oh, Billy, <laughs> Billy." Oh, Billy. Billy. Billy, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, what else do you have from Sunday? I, the backboarding I mean, was kind of out of control. You know, uh, whatever. It's just not necessary. We don't need to beat a dead horse, but like a member playing there, 13. Can't just rocket balls into this, then get relief from a TIO. That not have to worry about shooting it through. Then drop in some matted down turf. It's just like every advantage kind of, you know, every kind of 
safety How about Scheffler's drop on, uh, on f- 15? Which one was that? You see that? Where he was like under the tarp and he gets oh, a yeah. drop like out, like right off the fairway. Well, the positioning of that. Like, it was like anybody who. Yeah. He. It's a he slight pull had, is getting a drop. It's the drives he hit down the stretch were just horrendous. Yeah, both ways. Like the one on sixteen after the two pull the pulls back to back, you just knew were was going a mile right. <laughs> the path hops up into the junk. It was not a good match to watch. Uh, I just well, it's the, just it just was. It's so much golf. You play thirty six holes two days in a row. You're bound to start playing bad, especially with the way the wind was blowing today. Thirty six holes. It's just well, yeah. That slowed things down for sure. But um, um I was, wanted to bring up ahead. something. Yeah. Did you notice how not once was there any talk about like was the golf course too hard, too too easy, like scores are low. Not once was there a mention of the course's yardage. I guess I didn't pay attention to that close enough. But Rarely yeah, did, was there, it, you know, a big emphasis on like, oh, this is a par four. It did seem to be fading, or you know, you know why? The background, why? Because match play is better than play. stroke play. Yeah. It's a mono a mono. Just like it, you see guys on Saturday morning like fist pumping on like the th- seventh hole of the day. It yeah. just. You could tell that the guys want to win. The the matches are so much more meaningful. There's no backstopping from the sense of like everybody runs up to mark their That's balls. That's true. That's true. Who it's just it? go ahead. Eighteen. It's just Adam. such a different dynamic. And I think like everybody's gonna say, "Well, Sunday sucks," but every other day is better. I mean, as someone who's into architecture and likes to see the courses shine. I think uh, doesn't match play render the courses just kind of as the bit player, the sporting character, or is that fine with you? That's how it should be. I mean, if well, the better the golf course, the better the matches are. Yeah, we saw that. It's still in over. the same role. It's right. not like the like. Think about Royal Melbourne. Did yep. the golf course play a supporting role there? No, no, it was fantastic. If you yeah. played match play at Riviera, you still think it's fucking awesome. It'd be very good. Be very good. Uh, no, it, it was it was a solid Friday Saturday. Really, were were kind of drew in, and, and honestly, the anticipation of Wednesday morning is like just a nice thing having the Wednesday start and getting it going. Um, the, the other thing is, I feel like guys take on more risks when it's a match play because they don't have to worry about writing down the big number, and it's just one hole to a guy they're playing. You know, yeah, and this is honestly the same thing happens in in like you know the NCAA tournament when you just have less teams, less games. You have the op- the you know the opportunity to have like a kind of a clunker of a day. Some a lot of Final Fours like Saturdays absolutely stink, right? They're terrible. Those Final Four games mm-hmm. uh, often is, is what you get. But um, I think. There's like the strength in numbers of Saturday makes it the best day, even though only one of the top 20 seeds advanced. A lot of people were sort of bemoaning that, but I didn't care. I love, I love the international aspect of this too. I mean, it's a WGC, so they have to pay that off. But 
I love getting like the <laughs> the Lucas Beauregard, but or like a Victor Perez or somebody, maybe a new character who's not all you know just been corrupted by Lup by the Lup way of life and might add a little sort of uh, te- you know tension or contentiousness with with the the other the other side of the pond. I, I just enjoy the mix did, of players. Did you from hear that tours. Victor Perez lives in Scotland? Yeah, Dundee. I don't know if he, did you hear heard that? that? Heard that a couple times. Yes, absolutely. Scotty Scheffler's from Texas. Garan- I was unaware. <laughs> I think he was shading into the Geronimo territory or Strafacci, Frank Strafacci territory. That Scotty Scheffler's from Texas stuff was just out of control. Um, I, uh, yeah, it, I think one of the things, though, that illuminated too, just, and I know that this tournament has people that, you know, get deep. They like, remember Tanahara a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it also like illuminates golf a little bit right now. Like Scotty Scheffler, if he went out and won a major, I don't think we would be surprised. Yeah. And he's 30th in the world. Like, I was kind of thinking about it. It's like the the list of guys that could win these big tournaments is getting bigger, right? Yep. Yep. Hey, and I think that, that having all those guys in the 30s was kind of telling. Yeah, a lot of guys outside the top 20, all that. I mean, like, uh, rankings-wise, like from 20 to 30 it's you got westy harris english scheffler wolf fleetwood matsuyama ryan palmer ustazen neiman adam scott victor perez like if any of those guys won a major i don't think i would be surprised outside of maybe ryan palmer yeah palmer would be a bit of a shocker but that it's just golf is crazy deep right now yep yep um, what else did you like? What were, what were some of your favorite things? Saturday. Um, should we talk a little bit about Friday? The pace of that whole deal, the whole finish. We had Nah DJ. We have Bobby Mack hitting the drive. That's 380 yards. The man from Oban, Oban, Oban. I think is how you pronounce it. You know, using his shinty skills to hit one 380 to a couple feet to kind of win his and win his uh, pool there. Uh, you had a bunch of playoffs, like eight. Uh, tons of playoffs more than i think half the pools went to the, the sudden death playoff you had sergio big tex mr hookham himself bevo uh bevo garcia with the hole out right or the ace right on top of your boy westy to send his ass home um it was just a real good pace of, of sort of uh some drama some controversy some good shots a lot of a lot of stuff going to sudden death one hole playoffs i think they had to be happy with that I think those one-hole playoffs are so stupid. Like, I know you do. Motormouth had to beat Homa again. He beat him. That's so. Yeah, they kept playing him. It seems like such a TV like, contrivance. Like if you beat yeah, the guy head to head, I don't know why that's the tiebreaker. Same with Sergio, Sergio and Westy. Sergio beat Westy, and all of a sudden Westy, like I'm the biggest Westwood fan, but he didn't deserve to be in there. It, it's good that Sergio deserved that whole one because he didn't deserve to be in that playoff you already beat that guy and of course you're gonna have a million there's only three matches of course you're gonna have a if you have no tiebreakers of course you're gonna have a bunch of guys nodded up with three you know one one and one or two and one that's just well this is their this is their 
Band-Aid for ruining Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about Nah DJ? Sure. Let's talk about him. So whatever. We all seen it by now. DJ hits it close, hits it quick, you know, breaks it a little bit. Nah, you know, starts staring, looking at Kenny Harms, does that whole, his whole deal. And like summons, summons DJ back. I think he finished out. That summon DJ walk, you know, 60 yards back, 50 feet, whatever it was, back to him. Puts his hand on his shoulder, lectures him like he's, you know, his little pupil in junior golf. Um, and then, like, walks in putts on him. The rest, you know, says, hey, it's good anyway, but I did not concede that for you. And so the tech, there's some real technicality here. Did you see? They could have both been disqualified. The, the Gary Young was like, well, we were pretty alarmed by Nas comments after saying it was good anyway. You know, I just want to say I didn't give you that, but it was good anyway. And, but they got off on a technicality because Gary Young called DJ and DJ is like, you know, I I thought I heard him say it. It was breezy. I thought I heard him say it was good. So I, I picked it up. So because he thought he heard that it counts, but if he hadn't heard anything and just did it, you know, full intent with with no intent that had been conceded or believed intent that it was conceded, um, they would have been both disqualified. According to Young, both players, uh, this is why concessions need to be clear, where Dustin had just scooped it and hadn't heard anything and they agreed to do this, have the hole after the fact, they both would have been disqualified from the tournament. So it was a real Here's kind a of ticky-tack deal. Do concessions need to be clear at the concession? You think they should play this at the concession? Is that what you're suggesting? Catch basin, the catch basin. Just instead of playoffs, you have a chip off out of catch basins every every time the pools are. It the concession would be a good good course for match play. Yeah. So, who do you side with Uh, on this? So I um. I was interested that people were so mad at Nah. Because given the situation, I think he did the right thing. Eh. Like, this is the the human thing. We all were mad at Kucher for not giving Sergio the putt a few years ago. And this was essentially the same situation. Nah didn't give him the putt. But it was six inches away, and he knew he wasn't going to miss it, and had he get, had more time, he would have given it to him. Just like Kucher would have given Sergio the putt. So anyways, Nah, I think, did the right thing in saying, hey, that putt was good, but I didn't say it was good. Like, that's a legit thing to do. I just think Nah does this whole circus act. Everything's got to be a show. Like, just mention it on the tee. Next, next T. Just you know, mutter it under your breath. Talk to him. Nas under your breath. This... That sounds very not, passive aggressive. Not under your breath. Whatever. Just talk to him on the next T. But Nas got to gesticulate to and fro and wave him back down and lecture him and put the hand on the shoulder and then walk his putts. It like Nas' whole act is just a little tiring. And I think you're kind of big time and the number one player in the world walking in putts on him and and 
like I do think he was in the right. I mean, DJs shouldn't do that. He was. It wasn't bright. It wasn't a. You know, it wasn't a. Wasn't a good move on his part. I, I think not is correct in that. Hey, he can call it out, but I just think the way he makes a show of it, summoning him back down to the green, and and he knows the cameras are rolling, and he's you know mimicking the how far the putt was, and then he's talking about it after like it was no big deal. He said they were all good. I don't think they're all good at all. DJ didn't talk to the media. He like blew out of town. He that's kind of uncommon uncharacteristic for dj so i i think he he between dj and aj i don't think you know they took it too well but i i guess my problem with now was how he just was just walking sort of, in now. well that on top of the whole kind of it felt like he was showing him up in the way he did it and the way he brought him back on the green and put his hand on his shoulder and i just don't know that you i mean it takes some stones i guess to be the number one player in the world but uh, yeah, that that was what kind of I thought was off. So you side with Nah here? You, you have a, you know, as I a don't have a problem match. with it. Okay, is it would have been worse had he done what Kuchar did? Well, Kuchar's was kind of sneaky. Yeah, Kuchar's was bullshit. This was <laughs> this was him just saying, "Hey, it's not good." Yeah, but I'm gonna give it to you. Because I know I would have given it to you had I had time, but I have to say it's good, which is totally legit in one of those matches. But that's a, but the thing that's so technical is like he could he got in trouble for saying that. Who who cares? That's bullshit. The technicality. You know? There shouldn't be any of this technic technicality in match play. It's just it's mano a, y mano. Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, protect the field, sort of stuff. But protect who? It's a I match against two people. The pool. The pool. I don't know. The pod? Yeah, whatever it is. Protect Um, the pod. I don't have anything else on uh, are you gonna Are you going to protect the pod, or are you going to show up Friday morning hungover as shit? That's true. That's true. Uh, You have anything else? Good event overall. Westy, Um, how do you feel about Westy? I I enjoyed watching Brian Harmon play. Yeah. I like watching him play match play. He was good. His ill-fitting pants bow out. Yeah, he was. Do you know? A friend of the program was texting me on Saturday. He apparently wears only one belt. He has only one belt. It's some camo deal, and he doesn't wear any. He never changes it. I can't confirm this. This maybe some friend of the program trying to take me for a ride and make me sound like an idiot on this podcast. But Harmon wears only one camo belt. I didn't know that. That's your Brian Harmon fact of the day. The uh, the Scheffler Rom match on Saturday, as well as the Scheffler Poulter match. I mean, Scheffler was incredible on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Utterly unbelievable. Awesome. Yep. Uh, those two matches were unbelievable matches. Yep. I mean, Scheffler like didn't make bogeys, made tons of birdies. I think he. I can't remember the exact number. They talked about it on the telecast. But um, that that was great. I really enjoyed watching Victor Perez play, too. Harmon, by the way, I've shouldn't won. have even got in. Because Cantley, they got, didn't they get some playoff? Cantley kicked mm-hmm. Harmon's ass again. Like you said, same deal with Sergio Westy, these, these sudden-death playoffs. What were you going to say, Perez? This, this, this event has so much potential, and it's so sad that it it only lives up to, like, 
25% of what it could be. It needs to be moved, too. I don't like it being sandwiched between the players and the masters. Um, Where do you think it should be? I don't know. In the fall. Something like that. Nobody would show up, then. They show up for some of those big events in the fall, WGC or Zozo type things. You just gotta, you gotta be strategic about it. Um, anything else? It was a good event. It was fine. Sunday. I fall. think that's all I got. I mean, good job for the great week for the Baton boy. I mean, I feel like we kind of oh, breezed really? over, but he did play really well. Um, Except for some. I didn't think Baton Boy would win this kind of tournament, to be honest. Fleetwood kind of gift wrapped it for him, though. Oh, my God. You know? Totally. Yeah. So, um, Are you feeling pretty good about Speed? A lot of people yeah. seem juiced up about him doing well. I thought he played really well. Yeah. This week. All right. On the LPGA, NB Park started Sunday with a five shot lead. She ended Sunday with a five shot win at the uh, Kia Classic in Aviara. As we roll into uh, A&A Inspiration, so good that major championship golf bag. It feels like we just, we kind of were just doing the U.S. Women's Open at uh, whatever, uh, Houston Champions Golf Course. Um, but MB Park. Absolute legend. 14 under, beats Amy Olson, Lexi Thompson by five shots. Um, 21st LPGA win. You know, when we were talking about the Beth Ann Nichols article the other week and, you know, they want it to be easier, it makes setups for more scoring and stuff like that. You know, I was trying to think, like, you talked about Wilshire and some of the other ones, you know, Charleston, other courses like that. I think, like, one of the one of the most endearing or, or exciting watches for me last year was watching MB Park try to hang on at Aronimink at the uh, KPMG, the women's PGA when she was like poofing it like 235, 240 mm-hmm. and up against, you know, Danielle Kane and the Jin Young Kohs and like, just, she's a legend. Like it was awesome. It's that, that, that stuck with me and it still does. I was just watching her try to get around, around Aronimink hitting it 240. Now, you know, whatever. I don't know if that sells, but I thought it was, it's really exciting for me. To, uh, you know, it's one of those things that stuck with me because she's a legend and it's fascinating to watch her try and get around. But here yeah, she is. Yeah, one of the shortest hitters on the LPGA Tour. Never has been a long one. And uh, 21 wins, one of the best players in LPGA history. Like, I think I think it gets lost, you know, a little bit in the shuffle. But, like, she is a, a living, playing legend. And uh, she doesn't get the appreciation she deserves gold medalist talks about a lot less than justin rose i'm sure gold medalist yeah and in, in in a sport that has really embraced the olympics where yep. it really means something michelle we west you know when 8174 for it's just good to have her out there though missed the cut uh did you see <laughs> she needed relief or didn't need relief from a fountain she was asking him to shut the fountain off because it was she was like taking a drop and it was Right in her lines, there's this just this geyser shooting up into the sky. <laughs> She's like, can they turn the fountain off? One of Arnold Palmer's features, I guess, it is uh, Aviara Golf Club. That, that Incredible landscaping and rocks, oh, and yeah, you know, they they really are. It's opulent on the amenities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the Punta Cana, we have Jolie D. Joel Damon beats Rafael Campos. 
uh, by a shot. It's his first PGA Tour win. He finishes 12 under, beats Campos and Sam Ryder. Uh, good, good, great, very popular weekend, a uh, very popular win on Twitter, Jolie D. Everybody loves Jolie D. Uh, they like how he talks about how the tabs open and he's ready to party and all that stuff. So, uh, good stuff. I mean, he's been sort of a, a fan been favorite. knocking on the door. Yeah. He, well, yeah, absolutely. Posts a lot of low scores, uh, some top tens, sort of a favorite here, a fan favorite since he went at Sun Kane, created that content. Since he went at Sun Kang and started wearing a bucket hat. That's true. That's true. Kirk Triplett Jr. He's coming for Kirk's, uh, you know, try and be the best player to wear a bucket hat. I'm sure that's wrong. Kirk Triplett is not the best player ever to wear a bucket hat. I don't know who is. Yeah. Someone please let me know who is. It felt like he'd won. I felt. I thought he had won before. You know, just something at some point earlier. But this was it. His uh, DR Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. Any reaction from that? I'm a little disappointed that uh, Filet WD'd. I was going to say. Richard S. Johnson made the cut again. Do you think he had to get back to the Airbnb? Why? The rental had an emergency? It was rental house? In Charlotte or wherever you, Raleigh? Something like that. I think it's yeah, somewhere near Charlotte. <laughs> Vaughn Taylor and Luke List also WD. I don't know. It was... Pedersen went 78-76. Chopra, same deal. Omar Uresti, 75-77. Speaking of Omar, <laughs> I happened to be... Got some intel down in some, a swap scoop. Okay. I was... Uh, I happened to start talking to somebody that was very intimate with the, the little PGA... It's not the PGA Village. Maybe it is the PGA Village down at Port St. Lucie. It's where all PGA pros retire, like yeah. tons of them retire. Yep. Yep. They got three courses. They all, you know, they they spend their retirement playing golf together, you know. And then there's still tournaments that go on all the time there for PGA pros. Those tournaments have been uh, Omar's just little breeding ground. He just yeah. goes down there and beats up on guys all the time. So I guess. I don't know if it was last week, maybe last week. I can't remember the exact dates that he was telling me. There was about 60 retired PGA pros out watching this tournament down there, like one of their winter series events or something. And Omar got beat in a playoff and apparently the crowd went nuts. Like everybody, all, all 60 people in the crowd were rooting against Omar. They all hate him. They can't, they don't hate him as a person. He's yeah. apparently very nice. But yeah. they just think it's such bullshit that he just is down there beaten up on. Uh, the The words of the, the gentleman I talked to, he's like, the guy has fucking 350 PGA Tour stars. I folded a shirt for 25 years. This guy was playing on tour for 20 years. I love how he's going straight from the this like little you know club series event on the back on the PGA tour where he's got yeah, it's guys ridiculous. jeering him. His like fellow members jeering. He shouldn't be allowed to play in these things. It's got to be one or the other, right? I mean, it probably should be the tour. It's just ridiculous that yeah, the, 
I mean, the biggest beef is whatever. He gets the PGA berth. The, one of the four men's major championships, he gets a berth via that sort of club pro this uh, club pro distinction, which he shouldn't have. So, All right, anything else from Punakana? You're good. John Rollins almost made a cut. Didn't come, you know, but but no no cigar. Yeah, that, uh, that, that cut line. Look at the names on the cut line. You got J.J. Henry, Mr. 300. You got uh, the Dutch boy, the Dutch boy, Ricky Barnes, <laughs> and George McNeil, all on the cut line. Yeah, uh, and MJ Defoe. Defee. I think it's Defee. He'll uh, always be MJ Defoe. I know. I'm sure he will. Okay. Kenya Savannah Classic. Danny Van Tonder beats Jazzy J in a playoff Friday morning. If you were if you were able to get your streaming up and running on time, they booted it off TV to put on just you know random early second round coverage. I don't know Graham McDowell hitting into the wind and Punta Cana, but it was a playoff, sudden death playoff. Just let it run into it, man. Tonder, he's got an interesting swing. Have you watched him? No, get deep into Van Tonder. I would encourage you to look. I like his swing. name though, Danny. And uh, they had his name. Is it with an I? It's I E. Though they I-E. had it misspelled on the Golf Channel graphics with the D A, you know, the very Americanized D A N N Y, you know. Um, he might, he could be a middle linebacker. You know, we talk about Brooks, you know, like Danny's got some girth in the shoulders or whatever the equivalent might be for rugby. It's a middle linebacker. But good win for Danny Van Tonder. He's on the road back after sort of getting exposed at the concession uh, in one of those wgc events so kenya the kenya swing is is done all right news N- no fans at olympic is what the san francisco chronicle is reporting for the u.s women's open that is you know first 10 days of june uh which is a big bummer huge bummer uh, you know given that market obviously they weren't able to go to harding park You'd love to see that market. You know, it's a big city, big region, big area. Come out and support women's golf. Be able to do that. And it, according to Chronicle, will not be happening. Also makes you wonder about the uh, the men's open, which US would be open. whatever, two weeks later, week and a half later, also in California at Torrey Pines, which would also suck because, you know, I know there's one at LACC coming, but, you know, hasn't been one in Southern California in a while. And certainly it would be nice to see a lot of big crowds out on a, a municipal course like that. So, especially uh, that one, you know, like the uh, the whole event is kind of predicated on fans, municipal golf, because the golf course stinks. Right, right. It's the people, like for you know, sort of the the democratic open. Um, I have that. Not a lot of other news. Texas women's golf getting hammered by COVID and they've had three WDs from Anwa, which you hate to see. Caitlin Papp, Agatha Lesney and Haley Cooper have all had the WD with COVID positive tests, you know, as we start bummer. Anwa week here. Um, that's all I got. Anything else? Any other parting shots? Want to say, no. you know, Bixby coffee. If you want to subscribe to Bixby coffee, that would be great. Support the podcast. I did end up donating those bags to this like coffee basket gala, coffee lovers basket. I'm curious to see if some 
unsuspecting parent will get, you know, Westy in a fig leaf and try to figure out what the hell is going on, why this light roast coffee has that. So if you'd like to support the podcast, go to BixbyCoffee.com. Please subscribe to the Shotgun Start Blend or the Westy Island Blend. Uh, helps keep the uh, engines running here. All right. Good weekend. We'll be back Wednesday. We got the Masters. We got the A&A Inspiration this week, Masters next week, Anwa this week. Big week of golf. Do you think uh, Baton Boy is the favorite now at, at the Masters? Well, you know, you heard about his goals, right? Can't start ticking those goals off if you, you know, don't get one for, you know, opportunities right there now in front of him. Who do you think has the higher finish at the Masters, Baton Boy or Westy? Westy. Westy, right? Yeah. Oh, we are going to have, it sounds like, Westy Island shirts back up and running by the end of this week. If you want those for the Masters. All right, everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday. Another full week of golf coming. Oh, Billy. Billy.